The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the devices rather than the light, because their works are evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so it may be clearly seen that his works have been exposed. And there's an ad that caught my attention this year. And as I think about it, probably it's out there every year. The ad put out by Julius. Maybe you've heard this slogan. Give the gift of love. Have you heard that one? Yeah, I can't tell you who, who it is that's put it out, but I'm sure they do it every year. Give the gift of love. I suppose that's nicer than saying, give the gift of shiny metal and shiny metal. Doesn't quite have the same emotional quality, does it? But the statement taps in to the idea that gift-giving expresses something of the giver's heart to the one who's going to receive the gift. It says something about the value that the giver places on the recipient. And jewelry as well, or it's, it's really expressive, isn't it, Julie? Even though it's not that practical. But I know there are possibly some ladies there nudging the husband saying, we don't know what he's talking about. Jewelry is practical also. Give me the jewelry I have asked. 
Maybe it is. Maybe it's your sacrificial work. But as we look at John 3, 16 to 21 this morning, we'll see that Jesus is actually the perfect gift of love. Not only is Jesus the means of our salvation, but he is also the expression of God's love for us. In God's gift of Jesus, we actually see the value for our salvation. So this morning we're going to look at two things, but it's my hope that we will actually see three. The first thing we're going to look at this morning is God's love. We'll follow that with looking at our love, but hopefully we'll also see our value. Let's start with God's love. What is God's love? God's love is outgoing and self-sacrificing. You see that right at the start in verses 16 It's quite helpful that we can understand verse 16 this way. For God so loved the world with the result that he gave his only son. In order that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In that verse, we notice that the, the loving gift of the Son is initiated by God. And it's founded on God's love. Therefore, it's not initiated by us. It's not founded on love as we might understand it. In, in 1 John, John says something very similar. He says, this is how God says his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but, he, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What did God give his love? Save out his love for us. Well, it's true, isn't it? But the, the value of the gift expresses something about the valuation that the giver places on the recipient. So therefore, if you have big love for someone, you give them a big gift, right? The gift represents, the value of the gift represents the value that the giver places on the recipient. Now imagine someone gives you a small box as a gift. And it's okay to give them a small package of love. They give you a box, and it's, it's a humble box that's tied up with a lovely gift. And no doubt you give the customer, oh, what's this? It's like, no, I don't deserve it. You get the box, you undo the box, the little package. And as you lift the lid, you notice something behind this box. But no, it's not jewelry. It's not a passport. It's a gift to the world. What does that say about the giver of that gift? Well, either they're totally crazy to have heaps of money or to really, really love you. Right? I think a house is, a brand new house is probably about the best gift 
you can give someone in this area these days, right? As soon as you receive the gift, the value is going up for the property, right? That's about the best. Someone could give another person their family. Who is the Son of God? Is the best gift, the most valuable gift that God can give to the world. What does that say about God's love for the world? What does it say about the valuation that God puts on us? On a relationship with us? What does it say about God's love for people? Jesus talks about the value in Matthew 10. He says, Are not two sparrows sold to a king? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than any sparrow. The message yet that Jesus is getting across through the sparrows is pretty simple. The message is that God sees you. God knows you intimately, and He loves you deeply. What value does God place on you in a relationship with you? What are you worth to God? John 3 16 tells us Think about that. Not only that, he knows the real you, who you truly are, and he loves you. So he gives Jesus to the world as a living expression of his love, and also as the means for our salvation, the means for us to come into relationship with him. The magnificence of God's love is better known when you consider the object of His love. Now, it's easy to love the lovable, isn't it? The lovely, the delightful. It's easy to hug someone when you know they're going to hug you back. It's easy to say, I love you. And you know you're going to get that, I love you, in return. I'm not sucking it out before you throw that one in It's easy to go out of your way and show some really elaborate act of love to someone when you know they're going to receive it and they're going to reciprocate with you. It's easy to love the lovely. But that is not what the world was. The world, according to John's gospel, is described as a place that is affected by sin. The world does not know Jesus. In fact, it hates Jesus. The world is a place that needs saving. It does not know the Spirit. It hates 
Jesus' disciples. It is a place of hardship. And it does not know the Father. So Jesus is the expression of God's love and the means of salvation to a world that does not love Him. Does that sound like the world you live in today? Would you describe our world as a place of hardship? A place that is affected by sin? A place that does not know Jesus? does not know the Father, does not know the Spirit. Would you describe our world as a place that hates Jesus' disciples? Is our world a place that needs Jesus? But guess what it says about the world? What does that say about our love? But our love is a love that is isolated and self-gratifying. We're naturally lovers of darkness. It's not like we want to receive God's love, let alone reciprocate it. It's actually in our nature to say no to God, to reject Him, and to hide from His love in the dark. It's been like that from the very beginning. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eye, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of it and she ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. The eyes of both of them were open. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves a boiling pot. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in their garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Been lovers of darkness from the very beginning, haven't we? And now, with that in mind, come with me to John 3. Verses 19 and 20. John says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. To where God's love is outgoing and self sacrificing. Our love is naturally isolated and self-gratifying. Our love has a lot in common with that song you might remember from two years ago. The song that never ends. You're welcome. I've now put that song in your head. You're not going to be able to get it out for the rest of today. That song is an isolating and self-gratifying song, isn't it? It's a song that's all about itself. It's circular in nature. 
There's no obvious place to step off or step off it. It keeps serving itself. And our love is the same in nature. I'm all about me and what I want. We feed on love that gratifies that way. When what we need is love that satisfies. And God desires to give us what we need. He desires to give us his love that only we can expect. But if we are unwilling to receive his love, if we are unwilling to receive Jesus, then friends, he will just give us what we want. And we will be stuck in the isolating, self-gratifying love that comes so naturally to us. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. To receive God's love, love that feels satisfied, we must receive Jesus. If Jesus is God's gift of love, he saves all who believe in him. Have you received God's love? Have you received Jesus? Receiving a gift is more complicated than what you might think. Let me show you what is it. Well, let me start with what is not involved. Payment is not involved in receiving a gift. See, the payment's all already been made by the giver, right? The receiver isn't responsible for payment. What the receiver does have to do is take the gift. They have to accept it. They have to step forward and take the gift that God has given. To receive the gift of love, to receive Jesus, you need to step out of the darkness and take it. You need to stop chasing what you think you want in life and start receiving what you really need. Stop hiding from God. Stop refusing to accept His love for you and receive His gift of love freely. What is stopping you from doing that today? If you have not yet taken God's gift of love to you, what is keeping you from doing that? To receive him, curiously, it's more than just taking the gift of love. What comes next? Well, next you've got to open This could be another area where people fall down. Maybe they'll leave the gift under the tree, but that doesn't make sense. But maybe they'll actually take the gift. Yet fail to open it. Why would someone take a gift and not give it? Well, maybe because of the social circumstances, right? Maybe because it would be rude not to take the gift that you really don't want. 
And that can happen in the Christian life too, can't it? Maybe you felt that the social situation, there was pressure to say the prayer. Pressure to put the hand up and say, yeah, I'll take it. But you didn't really take it. So you failed to open the door. Friends, if you haven't opened the door, then you haven't received it. Maybe that's just the point. Maybe in, in your in your mind you've received the gift, you've taken it, but you haven't actually taken it. What's keeping you from doing that? What's keeping you from making that? That would be like receiving the present, taking the present and feeling it, maybe shaking it, and and thinking that that's as good as experiencing the present. But somehow, this is as good as opening up and experiencing the present. It's not how you receive the present, is it? Kids know that, right? They just take it, shake it, feel it, and go, oh, I'm good with that. No. They rip the wrapping off, don't they? They want to put it through its paces as soon as possible. If you don't have that little screwdriver to take the little screws off the back of whatever it is, you're in trouble. Go quick! You're not prepared for this. Rip this out. I want to play with this. That's right. What happens on Christmas Day, doesn't it? But what happens come the turn of school in January? Give it three weeks, and that gift has found its way under the earth, hasn't it? It's been forgotten about. It's collecting dust. Or maybe that new Lego build. After the initial joy of building it, putting it together in a bit of a play, it finds its way onto the shelf. And the memory of the joy of receiving that gift is just a little sweet. Have you done that yourself yet? Maybe you've taken it and you've actually opened it. Maybe now. Maybe you've enjoyed it for a time, but then tragedy has struck and you declare the gift of God's love as corrupted. Or maybe life's circumstances have particular challenges for you for a time. Instead, you put Jesus on the shelf and decided to make it. That might be how we speak at the Christmas time. But God's love is not a gift. It must be explored and experienced in every moment. God's love does not break, it does not wear out. It's not just relevant for a time or something that you eventually grow out of as a Christian. Jesus' death is not something that we dust off for special occasions. It's not something that we bring out when we think, hey, now it's appropriate. 
something that needs to have an impact in my lives this and the people. Maybe after the initial joy and excitement, the first love has gone. You've moved on to something else. The more meaty aspect of the more mature And as a result, when it comes to knowing God's love for you, and anything other than just that head level, you find there's actually a disconnect. Your heart is giving feelings. Your heart is giving Maybe you're feeling a spiritual dryness in your life. But this is really the truth. And I urge you to keep it up. Get it out from under the bed and dust it off. To take it down from the shelf. And experience God's love for you or death today. So not just today. What's keeping you from experiencing God's love for you or death? Now before I pray. Maybe it's quietly in your heart. Think about the value of God in Christ. Maybe think about the word of God. Allow them to impact you. God sees you. He knows who you truly are. And he offers his love to you. He says, receive my love. Receive Jesus. Step out of your darkness and enjoy the When we contemplate your love given to us as a means of our salvation, Lord, also Jesus given to us as an expression of your extravagant love for us. We consider that in light of who we are as a world, of how we naturally love. Lord, we are. Lord, we confess that there are places in our lives where we need to hear this. We need to apply this. Maybe we're feeling dry spiritually. Maybe we put your love at the And there might be reasons for that, Lord. It's important to be broken 
Lord, may we hear a fresh that you place enormous value on us and we need to be reminded of that. Father, I pray that your spirit will do your loving work in our Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.